PulpMX Network production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things moto-centric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome to 2024. This is the Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast. Presented by FXR Racing and REP Suspension. How in the hell was your holidays? Holy crap, it goes by fast. I thought I was going to have a couple weeks off. Mmm, that quite, just quite didn't happen. Just like uh, old Euchre said out there in the days, just a bit outside. That's right. I think I got about a week off, which was nice. Got to spend some time with the family. Hopefully you guys had a good Christmas and a good New Year's and... Got to spend some time with your family as well. Uh, rode a crap ton with Aiden. It's kind of nice just riding with my kid without having to test anything or just uh, typing about something or talking about something. But, of course, me being me, that didn't last long. I think I lasted about four days, and then I had to go do something. And so that's why we're here. This is the show. 2024 KX450 mod and 2024 YZ450F mod. We're going to compare them. We're going to talk about them in stock form. We're going to talk about what uh, I did to each model and if the mods work and which ones they work better for. So this is this whole show. If you have a YZ, if you have a KX on the 2024 front, I think you'll enjoy this episode and we'll break it all down right here. But first things first, let's get to our 2024 sponsors because they make this up, you know, make it happen. This whole damn show is because of these guys right here. And if you guys are going to go do some shopping, I'm not forcing you to go buy anything from these fine companies. But if you do, I appreciate it if you would go to these companies and spend your money because they do help us out. They're quality humans and they're quality products that are available for you guys out there. So RockyMountainATVMC.com is the trusted online source for all of us out there that want to spend some money on dirt bikes, quads, UTVs, need some gear, whatever it is. Click on my banner at KieferInkTesting.com. That is the Rocky Mountain banner, and that leads you back to their site. And just continue to live your life, do your shopping. That gives us a slice of what you're purchasing, and it really does help us out and keeps this show up and moving. And, uh, yeah, it, it is really nice to see you guys doing that. So thank you for doing that. We appreciate it. FXR Racing, KKMX35 is the code to save 35%. Uh, 2024 stuff is out as well. Some limited edition stuff very soon. You'll see Saturday night on some FXR riders at the Supercross race, so stay tuned for that. And if you're a lady and you like to moto down and you want a better code than the men, hit me up, chris at kieferinktesting.com, and I'll get you a better lady code out there for you youngins or just women that love to ride and want to look better than your husband or the boys out there on the track. REP suspension, we're going to be talking about some of those components uh, today on this show. If you want to get your suspension improved, you want to change your oil and seals, bushings, whatever, KKREP is the code to save off 100 bucks, 100 bucks off of a revalve. That's a lot. So it all adds up when, um, when you're doing suspension because it does get expensive. 
but Mark and the guys over there have great settings that I've experienced in the past few months with this Kawasaki KX450, uh, YZ450, KTM450. Uh, those are just a couple of the bikes that I have ridden lately that I've been very happy with um, Mark and the guys over there. So um, call them up. I'm sure Chelsea will be able to help you and answer any of your questions. That is Mark's wife. It's a family-oriented uh, uh, business over there, so that is very cool. Also, you know me, I like all that in general. So uh, get some better suspension underneath you, REP Suspension. Check them out, repsuspension.com. And, of course, you want to buy Yamaha, Kawasaki, KTM. Power Motorsports is the place. Get that power price if you're a Kiefer Inc. testing listener. Works Connection, Kiefer 20 is the... You know, 20% off if you're getting some uh, new trinkets or maybe a whole shot device for your new bike. Uh, Eric and the guys over at Works Connection have the best parts, and they're clean, and they go on well, and they look good. So Works Connection, go visit them over there, worksconnection.com. Blood lubricants, if you guys want to get some oil, check those guys out. 6D helmets, Kiefer 24 as well as Kiefer 23 does save you some money on a new 6D ATR2. Hopefully, we'll see an ATR3 coming out this year. I'm excited about that. We're going to pump that up here very soon. Dunlop Motorsports, ScreenPrintingDone.com. Speaking of ScreenPrintingDone.com, we have some new merch. Hoodies, hats. Ooh, we have some hats, people. We haven't had hats, I don't think, maybe since we started this whole thing in 2017. So, Heather got some hats. We got new hoodies. We got new t-shirts. We have other older um, merch in stock. We restock some of that. So go check our shop over there on keyforinktesting.com. Spend a little bit of money. That helps us out as well. Um, this is a free-based uh, service, but, you know, if you guys want to support us, we love that, and we love you guys wearing the merch. So go check out the shop area on our website, and thank you to screenprintingdone.com. If you guys want to get some stuff done for you or your business, Neil is awesome, and he does great work. Decal Works, the official graphics of Kiefer Inc. testing. And, of course, there is a special code for you guys over there. Hit me up if you guys want to get some graphics made up. Nick, Sean, everyone over there at Decal Works does a great job. Alpine Stars, Tech 10, Tech 7. Um, I mean, come on. No better boots out there. I love them both. I could wear each. If you want a little bit more feel on your bike, Tech 7 is a great boot. If you want a little bit more protection, Tech 10. Oakley Airbrake is the official goggle over here at Kiefer Inc. testing. ETS Racing Fuels, use the code Kiefer Inc. to save some money on some racing fuel. And coming on board for 2024, Maxima. Is there anything better than SC1? Even my kid loves SC1. Ronnie and those guys were one of my very first sponsors, so it's nice to have Maxima USA on the show. Kiefer Inc. 24 is to save uh, quite a bit of money, actually, over there at Maxima. So if you want to get some SC1, contact cleaner, premix, oils, whatever it is, Maxima. Great oil. I've been using all of their lubricants, and I've even purchased that stuff myself, SC1, Suspension Clean. Uh, excellent stuff over there, so thank you, the guys over at Maxima. And uh, that wraps up our 2024 sponsors. We're looking forward to adding another one here probably on the next show, so we'll talk about that. But uh, that's enough. That's six minutes, but you guys know it's a new year, so I had to get those reads off and explain what's going on, so thank you for bearing with me. And this show is all about the 2024 KX450 versus 24YZ450 with some mods. So to break this all down, I have it written down here, uh, give you some backstory on these bikes. <clears throat> uh, as you guys know, I love me a Yamaha YZ450F. Uh, I've been racing that bike for the past whew, four and a half years or so. Just 
if I'm going to go racing with Aiden and I'm, I can't sit still and I'm just sitting there at the track and I want to go race while Aiden's racing, that is the bike I choose to ride. I do not have any affiliation with Yamaha. Personally, I don't, they don't get any, give me any money. I just really enjoy riding that bike. And they changed that bike for 2023. Some of you guys can tell from my voice, maybe it's not as good as the 22 in my eyes. And I will say, if I had to choose, because I get a lot of this email, hey, I can get a 22 brand new or a 23, which one would you get? If it was me, I still love me a 2022 YZ450F because it feels planted. Uh, however, that doesn't necessarily mean it is a better bike for everybody. A lot of these people that didn't like a 22 love a 23 YZ450. Uh, a lot of you that love the 22 maybe don't like the 23 because it is a different character. And that new character on the 23 and 24 is it, it turns better. It feels a little bit lighter. Um, it moves around underneath you a little bit more versus the 22, which is slower moving, more planted, doesn't corner as well. So for me, as always, you listen to these shows that I've done, I like a planted feeling motorcycle with some front-end connectivity. That's what the 2022 YZ450F was for me. I didn't have to do a lot to that bike to make me happy. Uh, some of you guys say I can't corner it. It feels like a pig. It's a toad, kefir, which are all valid complaints. I understand that. But for me, I liked a 22YZ450F because it was planted and it was very stable, and I still could corner it pretty damn good. I liked that feel. Uh, so with this new bike, it takes a little bit more coaxing to make it feel more planted. I want a little bit more straight line stability, so I've done a shit ton to my 23 as well, 24YZ450F, to make it feel that way, and it has been really, really good. I love it. Uh, I've raced it quite a bit, had really good results with it, and uh, but it took a little bit more work than my 22. Not to say that I didn't care for it because I like a challenge. I like uh, trying to build stuff to make it better for you guys out there, but also for me, just kind of what I like. And I feel like since I come from a production-based testing background, I feel like if it's something that I like, most of you will probably like it because I'm pretty much the general consumer. Sure, um, I might have a little bit more speed than some of you guys out there listening, but that doesn't mean I need my stuff, uh, stuff super stiff. Um, I feel like I have a, bare, a very production-based setting on a lot of my bikes here in the shop. So uh, I feel like if I like something, chances are you guys will as well. So all of those mods up on my website for the 23 and 24YZ450F is mods that are fairly important to make the bike better all the way around. It makes it more stable. You still keep that lighter feel that the 23, 24 offer, and it still keeps that a uh, little bit better cornering technique or cornering character that those that the new bike offers. So for me, it's just a little bit more work on the YZ450F side to make good. Uh, now, the KX450, all new for 2024. You guys can go back to these older shows and listen to what I think about them. But you guys are complaining that, oh, Kiefer, it's slow. It's a dog. And you're right. I understand it. It is slow in the world of 450 cc's, right? Uh, there is a grommet in the airbox that makes it feel like a fucking ISDE motorcycle. Like, it's just plugged up. You take that out, it gets a little bit better. There is a very restrictive muffler attached to this KX450, although sounds much better than the 23. It is plugged up. So, similar to a Yamaha, this KX takes a little bit of work as well. And I really wanted to 
try to make this KX a little bit better in the engine department because I really like this KX chassis. Previous KX chassis, I didn't really care for because uh, although very stable, that's what I like, I didn't get enough front wheel feel to warrant how much stability I'm getting. So I need a blend of that, right? Uh, just like I was talking about the 2022 YZ450, that had a blend of stability and front wheel feel that I enjoyed. The older Kawasaki just felt like I was towing a trailer around the track. It felt long. Um, power was a little bit herky-jerky, on-off, feeling down on low RPM, trying to roll my corners. And it just wasn't my favorite motorcycle to ride. Now, the 2023 KX450 SR with KYB on it felt a little bit less long, had a little bit better dampening feel, and I like that bike. 2024 uh, I'm sorry, 2023 SR with Showa was like that. 22 KX450 uh, SR was a little bit uh, better for me because I liked KYB. On the 23 KX450 SR, Showa came, board, came on board, but it still was pretty damn good, and I like that bike better than the production bike. So fast forward to now. Chassis different. Engine's a little bit different. Engine is a lot uh, slower, slower. Um, less on-off feeling, which is good, but it just, it, it kind of feels heavy. And if you go back to listen to my first show on this whole thing, I felt like it wasn't that heavy feeling. And then I went to more tracks and this thing evolved, right? And I was like, man, I need a little bit of a lighter feel from side to side leaning into corners because once you guys understand, like when you have a slower 450, it makes the bike feel heavy. Uh, some of you guys going, hey, Kiefer, can I make my YZ450F a 350 feel with the Yamaha power tuner? No, you cannot. You can't get it that slow. And if you could, that bike would feel like a fucking toad. It would feel heavy. So there is a balance. Like <clears throat> you go to the Yamaha power tuner app and you use those default maps and it has like a, a smooth linear map. That is a really good map. It makes it smooth, linear, uh, doesn't have a lot of like snap off the bottom and there's a lot of connectivity. That's what I would recommend for you guys that want your Yamaha to be a, um, just an easier bike to ride. But you can't make a 450 feel like a 350 without feeling heavy. And I see some of the comments out there on the KX450 side of things where like, oh, this is great because this is kind of like having a 450 because it's slow. So it's like having a Japanese 350. No, it's not. It's not It's not like that. Sure, it is slower, but then you're getting a heavier feel. So for me, I need a little bit more power on the KX450, and I wanted to make that chassis feel lighter. So that was my goal when I wanted to build um, a KX450 that I would enjoy to go race because that's my goal in this whole thing is I want to go race with Aiden this year and ride and race something different. I've been doing the Yamaha racing thing for a long time. And I, and I might go back at some point and just go race a Yamaha because that's what I like. I'm here to do my best when I go race, and I expect that's what you guys want as well. So the Yamaha provided that for me. I go, okay, this year in 2024, when I go race with Aiden, can I make another bike as enjoyable to go race and then feel confident to win? Uh, so I was like, hmm, let me go try on this new KX450 because I actually genuinely think this chassis is better than the 24YZ450F. And we're gonna explain why here in a little bit. But the mods that I've done, I tried to do each uh, mod on each bike the same. So we both, now the brands might change, right? 
Uh, but I feel like the goal is still the same. So KX450, YZ450, we put mufflers on, uh, Vortex ECUs, suspension revalved on each. We have handlebars on each. We have throttle tubes on each. We have Dunlop tires on each. And then we have some form of airbox mod on each bike. Um, on the muffler side, on the KX450, we chose Pro Circuit. Uh, one, because I feel like... Uh, they know this product very well. They know the brand very well. Um, and they had one of the very first aftermarket mufflers that was available and out. And so I called Camilla at Pro Circuit. She had a couple there. And I grabbed them. And I used the Tie 6 uh, muffler. <clears throat> YZ450F side, of course, Akrapovich. You guys know I'm a big fan of that product. Akrapovich currently doesn't have a muffler for the new KX450. So we'll see if that changes over time. But right now, YZ450F, I feel like that Akrapovich muffler is the most expensive, uh, but also one of the best mufflers um, out there for this bike. And we'll explain why here later. Um, ECU, Vortex ECUs on each, but different tuners on each side of the bike. Uh, Chad at XPR has tuned my YZ450F Vortex, and Jamie at Twisted has tuned my Vortex for the KX450 side of things. Uh, the goal is to KX450 is to get more torque, get more low-end feel out of this KX450, which is very new for Jamie because he's used to me saying, I need to smooth out my power. Ah, smooth. <laughs> and he's like, dude, you're not even giving me a challenge. Like, I like to try to make horsepower, not smooth it out. But nonetheless, this KX450 grants his wish, and uh, he can put all of his power into this vortex to try to make me some more power. And of course, Chad wanted me um, and I, we got together on the YZ450F side and made that ECU long and linear. Uh, suspension, REP suspension on each one of these bikes here. I've also tried Enzo on the Yamaha, which is very good. Uh, so no hate comms on that side. As you guys know, sometimes I will talk about more than one brand on the show that works because I'm not here to say, oh, this this is the only suspension company that works on this bike. This is the only oil to run. Like, I like good products and uh, good people. And both Enzo and REP have done a great job on the Yamaha side of things. So for this test, I chose to use the same company, REP, on the Yamaha, as well as Mark and the Gang came up with some very early settings for the 24KX450, which will be evolving. But nonetheless, this is one of the first settings that I've tried on the KX450, which to me, I think the KX450 needs a little bit more dampening feel and more holdup on uh, just, you know, getting into harder hits and driving into the corners with bumps. I needed more holdup. I'm 175 pounds, so I needed a little bit more. Uh, at the time, we put all these bars on on the bike. There are Pro Taper bars, uh, Pro Taper SX Race on each brand. Um, Evo, of course, SX Race Evo. And then uh, throttle tubes, uh, ZRT. If you guys haven't checked out uh, Tom at ZRT, he is an East Coast uh, guy who builds throttle tubes. Unbelievable. Some of the best throttle tubes that I've used have come from Tom, uh, as well as Works Connection. So uh, Eric and the guys, we split uh, throttle tubes on each. YZ450 had a, a Works Connection throttle tube. And ZRT on the KX450 side. MX3S front and 34 rear on each of these bikes. Yes, Dunlop Steel is planning on making a 3S. If you guys are wondering if I'm hating on a 34 front like I did on the 33, no, that's not the case. 
again, Dunlop is a sponsor of the show, and I've been very honest about a 33 front this whole time. And 34 is a lot better than 33. And I will say this, the 34 front is a lot better when the track gets harder than the 3S. And you guys know how much I love the 3S. So you have a, a soft track in the morning, and then that leads you to a harder base track in the afternoon. The 34 will be an all-around good front tire for you guys. But in the conditions that I was riding in, um, 3S performed better, so I stuck that front tire on each bike and 34 on the rear, which is a 120-80-19. Some of you guys like 120-90s. Um, I'm just set up in the suspension department to run an 80 and not a 90 because that will change your bike. If you run a 90, a little bit taller in the rear, you have to drop your sag a little bit. Most of these guys in Supercross are running 90s for the squish factor in the whoops. Crazy story really quick. Um, Saturday, I was at Anaheim 1 and found out that Eli Tomac is finally on a 90 rear tire, which is crazy to, to, uh, to think about because Eli was one of the very, uh, he was the only one that had a, his own special tire. He's been running it for five years or so, and he said, look, if I'm coming back to race Supercross, I want my own tire. I want you to guys to keep that. And Dunlop provided him uh, with that front tire, which was outdated in the world of spec tires. And he was the only one that was on 80 rear, which almost everyone else was on a 90 rear. So he has now uh, switched to a 90. And uh, so just FYI, if you guys are looking to buy tires over at Rocky Mountain, there is a 120-80 as well as a 120-90 choice. Um for me, like I still like an 80 feel because that's where I come from. But 90 does have some positive, positive traits. Like it does jack up your rear a little bit, which can make you have more front tire contact uh, coming into corners. As well, if you guys are riding a track that's hard pack, square edgy, a 90 has more squish and could be more comfortable than an 80. FYI. And last but not least, Twin Air has taken care of our air filter needs on each bike. Twin Air Power Flow is on the YZ450. You guys know that there is a little bit of a sketchy situation when you're removing your air filter from your YZ. Uh, Dark Side over at Vital MX has been staying with me for the holidays, and he just got a YZ450. He's like, how do I uh, prevent dirt from getting into my air box? There's not a 100% uh, answer to that. I will help you guys, and it's very simple, and it seems lame, but you simply... Um, take your bike off the stand and lay it on its side. You know, you can lay your hand, lay it on the side with uh, another stand and then remove your air filter as what this does is prevents any particles going all the way down into the throttle body. Because uh, if it's just on a stand, you take your air filter off and it is dirty. No matter how careful you are, there will be some shit that goes down in your throttle body. Uh, so, Putting, on, putting the, the unit on its side prevents it from going all the way down. So if there is some crumbs and crumbles of crap, uh, it'll be all right there in your boot that you can grab and wipe out versus falling all the way down. Now, if it does fall all the way down into your air boot, uh, the shop vac, there's attachments that are skinny and long that can suck some of that out. You stick that down in there, and then you can get most of that out. So don't panic. Don't freak out. Just do not, if some stuff goes down in your air box or your air boot, don't twist your throttle on the stand because that opens up the throttle body and then, wee, there goes all that shit down inside your engine. See you later, money. That's all I got to say. See you later, money.
because that eventually what will happen, that money will fly out of your bank account and go into your engine. <laughs> so lean the bike on its side. Be very careful. Tell your friend not to blip your throttle. Tell your friend that's drinking a beer out there in the garage, dude, get the hell away from me. Get the fuck away from my bike. I don't need to spend any more money. I already bought you a 12-pack. Get out of there. And then uh, that prevents you uh, from having those, those problems with the airbox. But nonetheless, Twin Air does build a nice power flow kit that uh, removes the screen, uh, better seal, and that is nice. Twin Air also is working on a power flow kit for the KX450 that should be out in March sometime, which uh, prevents, um, I don't say it prevents, but it removes the backfire screen from the KX. Also can prevent um, the air filter sucking in as you're giving it throttle. If you ever change your filter, and you have a new filter inside your KX450, you know, push the start button, and then let it warm up, and then crank the throttle on, go whop, 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 you'll see that filter suck through. It wants to suck in towards the air boot, um, which is not uncommon in some of these bikes, but nonetheless, it needs a little bit better of an air filter cage, so Twin Air is working on that. If you guys want a uh, air filter cage, there is a guy out there in Instagram land uh, that I can give you his information if you email me, who makes 3D printed cages that don't have uh, backfire screens, and it's reinforced so it doesn't suck through as much. So that's what I am on right now. I'm on one of those 3D printed cages, which is very nice. Um, and uh, I'm on a Twin Air air filter, which I think Twin Air will come out with the filter before it comes out with the PowerFlow kit. So I got a sneak peek at the PowerFlow kit here uh, last week, and it looks really cool and uh, going to be better for us idiots that just want to slam a filter in. So that's another thing about the KX450 that I found out. You got to really pay attention when you slide that flat air filter cage surface back into your airbox and make sure it's on the right way because sometimes we like to rush things as dirt bikers, and we don't put them in the right way, and then you're sucking dirt, and then see you later money, just like I told you. See you later bank account. So we don't want that to happen. All right, so those are the mods. So where did I go ride? I went to Glen Helen. Of course I went to Glen Helen because there's no fucking tracks in California to ride anymore. California sucks for dirt bike tracks. God bless the track owners here, but we need more of them. We got too many people riding. So of course I went to Glen Helen because to me, Glen Helen is the best track in Southern California that can test the chassis in West Coast type conditions. I went to Glen Helen. I went to Paula. No hate comes on Paula, but it's okay. It's it's just an okay track. Uh, and then I went to my favorite track that's within five hours from my house, and that is Mesquite Motocross in Mesquite, Nevada, Arizona line, just an hour north of Las Vegas. You guys out there on the East Coast are thinking it's a desert, Kiefer. Yes, you would be right, but the dirt is East Coast-like. I've been to East Coast a lot and ridden a lot of East Coast dirt. This is the closest us Southern Californiers, Californiers? How do I say that? Californians, okay, San Diegans, <laughs> Californians have to East Coast type dirt. Very soft, very long ruts, choppy on the inside. You can go to my YouTube channel, which I'm working on. Hey. Um, posting more videos up on there. I did a GoPro of the track so you guys knew what I was riding. Go to my YouTube channel. I think it's kkiefer165. And there is a, I don't know, 10-minute or so YouTube uh, GoPro onboard on Mesquite MX. You can see what I'm talking about. Long ruts coming in, 
long ruts going out, choppy, fairly sizable jumps. And this is where I really wanted to break down the bike. I spent two days there on each bike. Spent a day at Glen Helens, but a day at Paula. And I rode each bike. And let's let's just let's just go for it. All right. Which bike is better? Hmm. It's tough. Here's what I'll say. After three separate days of riding with these mods, maybe I should start here. You guys are going, come on, Kiefer, give me the fucking answer. Let's start here. In stock form, which is the better bike? Of course. Why is the E450 all day? That's why it's winning shootouts. I'm not stupid. If I'm going to go buy a bike, Kiefer, I just want to go buy a 450. I don't want to fuck with it as much. Which one's better? YZ450F all day for me. That's what I'm buying. KX450. Engine is a little bit slower. Suspension is soft. Yamaha engine is better. Suspension is better. So, of course, I'm going the Yamaha route. Now, let's build them up just like we did. Which one is better? Crazy to, crazy to me that the Kawasaki is better for me in a lot of areas than the Yamaha. I never thought I'd believe it, but this is, a, this is why I do some of these tests is because... Uh, it forces me out of my little uh, shell that I'm in and then goes, wow, look how, look how much better a bike can be when you try to set it up. And that goes for any machine out there. Anything that you guys do or you guys buy out there, you can make really good. It's just a matter of how much money you have. See you later, bang, right? Or how much time you want to spend. Some of you guys don't want to do that. You guys work all fucking week. And you guys want to go ride your homies on Saturday and you want to fuck with your bike. I get it. At least check your sag. You guys don't even want to check your fucking sag. I, I see it on my emails. So depends on how much time and money you want to spend and what you want out of your motorcycle. So when I rode at Mesquite, I kind of finalized my, my opinion on each bike. The Yamaha is great in soft conditions. It has that pickup. It has that recovery. Uh, it gets you out of the those longer ruts in a hurry. If you need to hop out of those long ruts, the Yamaha does that well. Um, so I enjoy this engine that I have with their Kropovich, Chad's ECU, and and of course run the, we ran ETS MX18 racing fuel in case I, I didn't say that. So I mapped these bikes for that fuel. If you guys go to any Vortex and purchase them, make sure you tell the tuner what fuel you want to run. Uh, at least I would run T4. If you're spending the money, put good fuel in your bike, especially you Californians, because our fuel sucks. Uh, but nonetheless, the Yamaha is really good in those softer areas because it can get you out of those soft pockets better. And I still would say that over the Kawasaki. The Kawasaki still doesn't have that free revving feel, even with these mods. Um, it doesn't have that whop, really quick excitement like the Yamaha does in the soft conditions. But as the track went to shit... I would say that by the second day, I didn't have him prep it on the second day. The day we showed up, it was all new, fresh, very deep, very soft. And the Yamaha is really good in those areas. It feels lighter than the KX. Same thing we were talking about. The bike feels lighter, even with the mods I did to the Kawasaki. But as the track got broken in, as with any race that you go to, it's not going to stay fresh all day. The Kawasaki got better for me than the Yamaha. Uh, I did... Uh, we did four 25-minute motos, uh, split them up between each bike on the first day. And then the next day, we did sprint laps, um, which is a whole other story I got to get into on a coffee with the Kiefer's if I ever do it with my kid. Oh, you guys will enjoy this story, but we're not going to talk about it on this show. Uh, sprint laps on the next day with each bike. And I noticed the Kawasaki 
in these long choppy ruts was just so much friendlier within the chassis than the Yamaha. The Yamaha beat me up more inside of these ruts than the Kawasaki did. Sorry to interrupt, guys, but we're going to take about a four-minute break. Listen to these commercials really quick. Save yourself some money. There is some codes within these commercials. We'll be right back with Green versus Blue. ScreenPrintingDone.com. My dream is the world's most powerful t-shirt. Do you want to look good, but you ain't got the money? Trying to get some t-shirts made? Yeah, Go to ScreenPrintingDone.com. This is a t-shirt. You can get anything you want on that t-shirt. I'm about to show you guys how y'all can look fly. Your business name. That's my business. Your kid's name. Oh, Billy. Your favorite phrase, like, let's go, buddy, or free jailbirds. I agree. Anything at all. ScreenPrintingDone.com. T-shirt printing business. Mention Kiefer on your next order and get 10 free T-shirts. That's what I'm talking about! ScreenPrintingDone.com. I know it's tough sometimes, guys. What engine oil should I run? What weight? Synthetic or non-synthetic? It's tough. But you guys, I've been running blood lubricants for about two and a half years now. I've had great results. You guys are looking for some great oil. The Barracuda Blood Series 1040 is what we run in all of our test bikes here. Um, It's specifically formulated for the most brutal racing conditions on earth. Look, heat, high humidity, silt, mud, whatever you got, this Barracuda Blood 1040 can handle it. 1040 is a great weight for most motocross and off-road machines, even though maybe your Uh, Owner's manual says run 530 or 1050. To me, 1040 is a great weight. Check it out. Barracuda Blood Series. Um, It's been through Baja 1000, the 500, Mint 400, Vegas, Torino. All of our test bikes here. 100% synthetic oil. It's great stuff. Uh, You put it in, and I run about two and a half engine hours. I take it out, and man, it still comes out pretty damn clean. So, you can use the code Kiefer at checkout over at bloodlubricants.com. Save yourself 25% off a case of oil. They have all different kinds of stuff. They have suspension oils. They've got sprays, chain lubes, whatever it is for oil-related stuff for your off-road motorcycle. Check out bloodracing.com. Ride-engineering.com. You guys want to get some clamps, some bar mounts, some chain blocks, uh, brake calipers. Adrian over there at Ride Engineering has a lot of quality parts. And if you use the code KT20, that'll save you 20% off what he offers over there. So that's ride-engineering.com. And he is not only the guy who tests the parts. I mean, I help him as well. But he also has an engineering degree. Holy crap. So go check him out, ride-engineering.com. Use the code KT20 to save some money. You guys out there thinking about buying a new 2024 YZ450F, 250F, and of course, they still make two strokes. The new YZ450F is narrower, more compact, and lighter. It's built to do one thing, go faster. 2024 YZ450F is unchanged, but it is a proven winner, has won many shootouts, as well as the all-new 2024 YZ250F. That has won some shootouts as well. And it's all over at Power Motorsports. Go check them out. Get your new Yamaha from the number one Yamaha dealership in the USA. The pros at Power Motorsports in Sublimity, Oregon. Let them know you heard it here. That's right. The one and only Kiefer Tested Podcast. Call or text 503-769-8888 and ask for the power price. 
I don't even care where you're at in the USA. Maine, California, Florida, Washington. Just go visit them, powermotorsports.com, or hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com, and I'll get you in touch with the guys over there at Power and let you go rip around on your new scooter. So fun. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, riding jacket, or long sleeve shirt, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It is illegal and stupid. Maxima USA was one of my first sponsors when I was growing up. I remember getting this letter from Ronnie Lachine and Dick Lachine saying, you are available to get a sponsorship for 50% off, and holy crap, was I excited. Uh, Nothing has changed. I'm almost 48 years old, and I still get excited when I spray some SC1 on my motorcycle. I know my son is 17 years old, and that's all he talks about. Do we have SC1 in the shop? Well, no, we're out. Well, we have to get some more. So if you guys are looking to shine up your bike, to clean your bike, and even pour some oil into your four-stroke, and if you guys are looking for that smell, Caster 927 premix for your two-strokes, they have it all. And, of course, we have you covered over here at Kiefer Inc. Kiefer Inc. 24 is the code to save over at MaximaUSA.com. If you guys want to get some oils, some SC1, and some of my favorite is Suspension Clean, just like contact cleaner, but not as harsh or abrasive. I use suspension clean in a lot of uh, parts on my bike to uh, kind of get ready to uh, prep to put my stuff back on to my motorcycle. So if you're looking for something like that, suspension clean, contact cleaner, SC1, MPPL, chain guard, all of it over there at MaximaUSA.com. Use the code Inc 24 to save some money. And thank you to Maxima and, of course, Ronnie and all the guys over at Maxima for sponsoring this show. We appreciate it. MaximaUSA.com. Kiefer Inc. 24. That wasn't so bad, was it? Enjoy it. Drink it in. Save yourself some money. Thanks for listening. We're back. And I will say this. I spent a lot of time with suspension and things and, and engine mounts with the Yamaha. And I still feel like the Kawasaki with just the first setting that Mark and the guys came up with at REP no engine mounts, just the chassis is stock. I still felt like there was more comfort as well as front-end traction than the Yamaha. Crazy. I had to go back a couple times and, and reconfirm all of this because I couldn't believe it myself. And I'm like, wow, holy crap. It really does have more forgiveness within these ruts. And I could lean the bike over better with the Kawasaki when the track was rough than the Yamaha. So very interesting uh, just POV for me right right when the track got rough. That, that right away was better. Um, if you guys are looking for a more of a fun-feeling engine, the Yamaha Steel is better in that way. Um, I'm looking for maybe a bit less of fun and more um, how well I can use the power to get better lap times. That's what I'm in the mood for in, with these bikes. I'm gonna wanna, I want to go race these bikes, right? So which one is going to... One, make me last longer on the track. And two, um, is it enough power to get me out of the start uh, in front? Because I don't want to eat roost, right? Um, If I'm racing Mike Brown, I got to be in front to even give me a a sliver of of a hope to beat him, right? I can't start from the back and work my way up to him because that's not going to happen. So for me, uh, I need something, a blend of that. So... The Kawasaki for the longer motos was way less uh, tiresome than the Yamaha. Just the way that the Yamaha builds power, okay? And even with Chad's Vortex on 
on the ECU side, it is linear, it is longer than stock, but still has a free feeling. And I always try to talk to Chad about this, and I, maybe I should get him on the phone, but uh, it just feels like the engine spools up quicker. It's a very free revving engine. I can't really make it feel heavier. Um, if I could weight the crank or have a heavier flywheel, I think that's what Yamaha kind of needs to get more rear wheel traction and maybe a less tiresome motorcycle, more lugability than this wop, 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 this free, fun feeling engine. Um, it's hard to make it linear enough to have this Kawasaki feel. Now, the Kawasaki, of course, has a whole completely different crank inertia feel. I roll out of the corner, a little bit lazier, um, not as free revving, doesn't free rev through each gear like the Yamaha. Second gear is very long on the Yamaha. Second gear goes, goes through really quick. I got to shift to third, although I can use third gear more on the Yamaha. Second gear on the KX450 is very usable. Also, something to be noted, first gear is very long on the KX450. I never use first gear ever on a 450 when I'm riding a motocross track. I hear guys in Supercross using first gear. I never fucking use it. But when I was riding some turn tracks uh, around the house in the high des when it, we, had, we had some weather, I downshifted to first, and I was like, it felt like second to me. And I'm like, am I in first or second? I had to downshift to see what gear I was in. And sure shit, I was using first gear in some corners. And it was actually long enough to pull me out of the corner for a little bit. And then I shifted to second. And then second gear is really, really long. Second gear on the KX450 is much longer than the Yamaha. And you can pull that gear farther than the blue bike. As well as a third gear. Third gear is not as good in the recovery area. If you make a mistake on the Cowie, even with these mods, then the Yamaha, but it pulls longer. So it's a matter of how you want to ride your bike. I had to retrain my brain a little bit to downshift a second on the Kawasaki. Now, I did go up to a 51-tooth rear sprocket from a 50 on the Kawasaki, and I'm still in a stock gearing 1349 on the YZ450. Um, I wanted to add the Jody to the KX450 because... I felt like I could use a little bit more recovery even in second gear. I like could sacrifice some of that length to get some added recovery. So for me, that was important, and that's the kind of direction I went, and that's where I stayed. Um, so in the grand scheme of things, I liked the KX450 power more because it was easier to manage, didn't spool up as quick. And with these mods that I've done, Jamie over at Twisted Development with the Vortex got me about five more horsepower just with the Vortex and the fuel, and I got better torque, better drive. I got more response, still not as good as a Yamaha, but way better response than stock. Obviously, Pro Circuit, TIE 6, just putting that on and uh, just taking a step back. Before the Vortex, putting the PC TIE 6 on the KX450, as well as this 3D printed um, air cage, dude, you'll get so much more response, and you'll probably add about 2.5 horsepower. You'll get more pulling power, and that might be enough for you KX450F owners right there. Or 450, they don't call it F anymore, but 450 owners. Um, just that alone. There is a lot of room for improvement on the KX450 muffler side of things. Uh, normally when I go to these aftermarket mufflers, there's like, yeah, you know, it shifts the power a little bit here and there, but you're not really gaining anything. 
because the stock mufflers are usually pretty damn good. Well, the stock KX450 muffler is, is really shitty as far as being plugged up. So going to an aftermarket exhaust, you're going to feel a lot of difference. So uh, a little bit of an air cage mod and just muffler is a huge difference for this KX450. So you want to transform your bike into a little bit of a, a better torque feel and excitement. That is what you need to do. Muffler, an air filter cage, maybe an air filter, and I mean, maybe some fuel. Even if you don't go to fuel, I feel like you're getting a lot more. So there's a lot of room for improvement with this KX450. And that's what I've found when I compared each bike. I felt like the KX450 got a lot better than stock, but the Yamaha didn't get that much better. We improved some areas, and it got a little bit better, but the YZ is pretty damn good stock, so I didn't see that drastic of an improvement with the mods that I've made. I had a buddy with me at these tracks, and I rode his stock YZ450 with just a muffler, and it was still pretty fucking good. And I'm like, well, my bike with suspension, uh, with uh, the ECU and all these things is better, but just not that much better than the KX. The KX450, man, you see a huge improvement, like, right away. So I see these Instagram pros sometimes, oh, the KX450, I'm selling it, it's a piece of shit. You didn't even give it a chance. You knew, if you listen to the reviews, that it's kind of slow. Chassis is great, but you need to do some engine stuff, maybe some airbox stuff. Well, the bike improves a lot when you do some of these things. So for me, I saw a huge improvement on the green side, not as much improvement on the blue side. But for me, I've grown to really enjoy the comfort and ease of riding that the KX450 um, gives you. The negatives about a KX450 is vibration. The Yamaha doesn't vibrate as much. Uh, the KX450 feels older when you ride it than the Yamaha. The Yamaha feels really tight for a very long time. The KX, we have, what, 26 hours on her now? And it doesn't feel as tight as a 40-hour-old Yamaha. So that's to be expected. I mean, look, we all know that. When we go to Kawasaki, uh, Kawasaki has never been known for, like, dude, my fasteners are good, my chain sliders are awesome, like nothing falls apart. You have to be on top of your mechanical game with the Kawasaki. I mean, I live with them. Aiden rides them. If I'm neglecting some shit, it's going to punish me. See you later, money. <laughs> right? So keep up on your mechanical side, and your Kawasaki will reward you. But if you neglect her, she's going to be pissed, and she's going to go, fuck you, and you're going to have to go to the bank. So watch your ass. Um, so with all this said and done, you get a huge improvement with the mods that I have I have told you about on the KX450 side. Muffler, ECU, suspension, bars, ZRT, tires, and let's face it, you're getting 30 MX34 tires on the Kawasaki, so, I mean, you're getting great tires. On the Yamaha side, you're still on the MX33 front. You need to go to a 34 front ASAP. 33 rear is not as bad. Um, and, of course, airbox mods. Um, let's move on to the suspension side of things real quick. So on the Yamaha side of things, early on when we had this 2023, Yamaha wanted us high in the rear, 7-millimeter fork height. I'm like, dude, I can't do that. It's already twitchy. So then they've kind of evolved their setting a little bit, I think. I haven't talked with Travis and the guys in the production RD side, but from what I've seen, they've kind of mellowed out on some of those settings and have dropped the fork height and sag 
uh, a little bit uh, more now than they used to. They weren't, they're not so rigid on it now. Before, they were like adamant, no, 95, 98 millimeter sag, seven, this is where it's at. I'm like, this is not where it's at. Not for me and not for a lot of people. Like, it already corners good. Let's, why are we fucking making it corner better and hurting our stability? So, suspension is, is fairly good. It's a firm feeling suspension. So, uh, Mark and the guys got me a little bit more hold up on the end of the stroke on the Yamaha, but still kept that nice mid-stroke feeling. So, no matter what, when I compare KX Showa to YZKYB, KYB always has more comfort. Um, and it, it's hard to decipher at times which has more comfort because chassis is better on the Cowie, but on the Yamaha, the suspension is better. So, uh, for me, how I look at chassis versus suspension, and this is a very slippery uh, kind of subject because it takes someone that really can feel their way around a motorcycle to feel the difference between suspension harshness or chassis harshness. I get some of those questions a lot um, in my email inboxes. How do I know which is doing what? So suspension, you'll notice just a lot of deflection when you have a firm setting. And with chassis firmness, you'll just notice rigidity. And what I mean by that is you'll get some vibration. This is not the case on the KX450, so I think the vibration comes from the engine on the KX450. But you'll, you'll get a little bit more vibration with this stiffer chassis, hence Honda CR450R. And then you'll just get a firmer feeling in straight line. Like if you ever just cruised around a track, if you had both bikes, and cruised around... Um, without jumping anything and just feeling all the bumps with each bike, you'll notice what the chassis are are doing and what the chassis is, if it's soft or if it's firm. For me, I go around um, the track on the KX and I feel less of the track versus the Yamaha. I feel more of the track with the Yamaha, but when I hit the bumps at speed, the suspension combats, combats that feel. Where the Showa stuff doesn't, uh, give me that extra comfort like the chassis does. So I'm getting a little bit of deflection at times with Showa versus KYB, and that's just the nature of Showa versus KYB. I've always noticed that KYB has more comfort. It moves more in the stroke. Showa has a little bit of a stiffer feel, a little bit better performance, but also um, is a little bit of a firmer feel. You watch some of these guys in Supercross, if they have a choice, they'll go to a Showa suspension in Supercross, and then, like Kenny, Kenny will go to a KYB setup outdoors. He's been playing with that somewhat, but that's normally how that works. So I wouldn't be surprised if I migrate over to the KYB side to see what, what that feels like on the KX450. I would love to try some KYB on a KX450. Uh, maybe I'll try that. Uh, but I'm still going to work with the show of stuff for you guys out there and Right now, the KX450 REP stuff is much better in stock form because it's stiffer. It has better holdup. I need a little bit more comfort. I still feel like even though within those ruts, within those um, choppy situations coming out of a corner, that the KX is still a little bit better than the Yamaha, but I still feel like I can improve on some of that uh, jolt, that shock, that initial, that slamming um, coming out. So... I'm going to look to improve some of those settings and get, get those out to you. But right away, it is a big difference just having extra holdup while retaining some of the comfort. And it's not, you know, deflecting or too harsh on the KX side. I just feel like overall, 
comfort is still a little bit better on the KYB side versus Showa. But the chassis is so damn good on the Kawasaki that you don't, um, you don't really feel uh, a lot of those imperfections in the track when you're cruising on a slow lap. Let's say you get tired. That's what I'm talking about. When you get tired, the Yamaha is a little bit harder uh, to handle. Or if you have a slower part of the section where you can't simply just hop over those square edge and bumps, the Yamaha is a firmer feel than the Kawasaki. So... Nonetheless, they have different feelings in each bike, but the Showa is definitely a firmer, just feeling suspension than the KYB. Um, if you guys are anywhere north of 175 pounds, chances are you're going to need some help in the in the suspension department on the Cowie. If you're 175 to 185 on the Yama, I don't think you really need to screw with your valving, and your spring rate should be pretty close. So. That just takes a little bit of clicking and tuning on the Yamaha side. So, again, stock for stock, Yamaha, I think, is a better motorcycle, just hopping on and riding it. But when you modify both bikes, man, the Kawasaki really does come up and really change your attitude and your thought process on how good this bike can be. So that is something that I haven't felt in quite a long time within a motorcycle. Uh, I do modified stuff a lot. I modify a lot of my test bikes here. And I get a better feeling, but the gap isn't that noticeable from stock. Well, this gap is pretty big, and the Kawasaki is gaining a lot of of just performance in the engine, um, a lot of performance within side-to-side -side movement, not as heavy like it is stock. So uh, for me, it's, it's a lot better of a motorcycle when you put a little bit of money into it, if you can do that. Uh, a couple things noted on durability side. Check your bolts on your subframe. I've had mine back out a little bit on the KX450. Also, some riders are not breaking. I'm going to say some riders. Most riders aren't breaking the subframe tabs on the KX450 like we used to. But uh, I have heard, and I haven't uh, had this happen to me, but on top of the subframe uh, where the weld is, if you take your seat off, there is a, a weld on top. Some of it are, is cracking up there. Uh, I've seen a couple guys have... Uh, have that happen it hasn't happened to me so i'll let you guys know if it does and if we need to reinforce it but um, you will not be able to feel um, where it cracks on the subframe up on top of the subframe so some guys don't even notice it until uh, until they take the seat off and then go oh shit that that's broke so just be aware if you take your seat off and you're doing some stuff some maintenance look on top of the subframe where the weld points are and see how those how those look i just looked at mine the other day and so far so good we're at 26 hours, so um, there's that. Um, but that's the comparison for me, guys. I really enjoy riding a modified KX, and there's not a lot of things done to it. I would usually just do an ECU and muffler and some fuel on my bikes, and that's what I go with when I go race because we're in 450s. I don't want a shit ton of more power. I usually just want to adjust that power a little bit um, to manipulate to make me last longer in these motos. But I'm adding power to the KX. I'm still getting very... Um, comfortable feel and it's very rideable lots of rear wheel feel more so on the the on the kx side versus the yz side so um so yeah there's a lot of pluses just doing a couple things to this kawasaki which for me is is quite shocking and hopefully i get some more time on it here in the future i'm getting ready to head back east uh to drop my kid off and we're going to do some testing Actually, in Georgia, I'll be back in Georgia doing some testing. I'm bringing some bikes with me, so 
I think it's very important to test in these softer East Coast conditions. I'm finding it more and more important as I uh, as I ride the softer stuff more because I can see the the huge difference in what the bikes do uh, versus what we normally ride here in Southern California. Um, the settings are much different. The bike reacts much different. Uh, wear and tear on the bikes is much different when I ride softer stuff. So hopefully on the Kiefer Inc. side, we're going to bring you some more East Coast real-world testing, unlike these other media guys where we're not, they're not going back East and they're just telling you what's going on at Glen Helen. Look at I understand. I've heard your guys' bitches and complaints, and they're warranted. And so hopefully I can bring you some more of those uh, East Coast-type settings and conditions and reliability reports uh, from back in Georgia since we'll be back there with my kid and riding different tracks in Georgia and Florida. So looking forward to that. I'm going to take my equipment with me and uh, give you updates on what we're doing. Um, of course, we'll keep this show up and moving, trying to do that once a week, and that will stay the same no matter where we're at, Georgia, California, uh, wherever. But we're going to try to uh, do some more stuff back east as well for you guys in 2024. And the YouTube channel, KKeefer165, make sure you subscribe. Uh, we're going to get some more of that stuff over there, not to mention racerxonline.com. We'll still have all the test reviews up over there, but more so the techie side of stuff will be up on my YouTube, and we'll try to bring you some more of those behind-the-scenes stuff. Maybe not like vlog-type stuff, but basically here's what we're doing today, why we're doing it, and give you a little behind-the-scenes on, on what exactly goes down when we do these tests because I think that's kind of cool. We don't get a lot of that kind of stuff within our industry. And if we're breaking down a motorcycle, I think you want to see exactly what uh, we're doing and how we're doing it uh, so you don't think we're full of shit. Um, but this test has been very interesting for me. I've really enjoyed this 24KX450 as well as a 24YZ450. They're both great bikes. And for me, uh, if you are in the mood to uh, build up your bike, take some time. Most of you vet guys like to build stuff within the shop, add stuff to your motorcycle. Uh, the KX450 has a lot of pluses when it comes to adding stuff to your bike. Um, maybe one thing I didn't note um, that we can talk about um, that makes a big difference as well is just how your cockpit is set up. Uh, the KX450 has a better just rider triangle. When I go back and forth on these bikes, uh, I feel a lot more comfortable on the KX. Uh, it has a very Honda like feel to it when i hop on a honda i feel really a neutral on the bike easy for me to get comfortable quick on it uh, the kx450 has a, a friendlier seat uh, feel than the honda crf 450r um, and it has a friendlier feel than the yz450 uh, that rounded seat comes into play uh, hurts my ass i'm actually moving my ass around right now because i'm feeling it um, gives me monkey butt guts racing has a flat foam um, that's a little bit better. I do like the rounded seat at times when when moving around on the bike in corners. Uh, but for me, it's just really hard on my butt. Unless you got a big butt, uh, you might need a different foam. But just overall cockpit feel just feels a lot better on the Cowie. Uh, Renthal comes stock on the Kawasaki. Um, the bar on the Yamaha, I think, is made... Um, I don't even know who it made by. I think it made maybe... Uh, made by Pro Taper at some point, um, but nonetheless, the the Yamaha stock handlebars is a friendlier version than the Renthal 839. The 839 Renthal Fat Bar Band is an awesome band. It's just a little firmer of a feel. Um, so, 
in stock form, the cockpit is better on the KX450 just as you ride it. I'm six foot tall. I feel like there is some room that you can adjust the pegs on the Kawasaki as well as the mounts. On the Yamaha, you can adjust the mounts, but you can't adjust the pegs. So a little bit more room for improvement on the Kawasaki side. And uh, both bikes are fun to ride. It just depends on what you uh, what you want to do with it. You're just looking to ride a bike or you're looking to fix up a bike a little bit. So I think that is the, the key component here. But nonetheless, the whole thing I wanted to get out of this test was to see how much improvement I can make on the Kawasaki to see if it bridged the gap up to the Yamaha, which says a lot for me. And it has and maybe surpassed that Yamaha feeling for me. So uh, very impressive. If you guys are looking for uh, any more information that you didn't get out of this, Chris, K-R-I-S, at KieferIncTesting.com. Um, please look around my website and see if you can find your answer before you ask it, uh, ask a question. Uh, a lot of you guys are lazy. And I've seen a lot of lazy people during the holiday. Kiefer, can I get a setting for the 250 YZ250F, uh, 24? Uh, yeah, you can. And it's up on my website. Uh, Kiefer, I can't find it. Is there anything up for the, the 2023 KX450? Yeah, it's up on my website. There's a tab up on my website. It says bike test. You click it, and then all the bikes come up. You click on that bike, and then everything that I've ever done has been up on that tab. Just search around. It'll take five minutes. <sighs> Chances are you might find something. Chances are you might find something. And uh, that way you don't have to take the time to email me. And then I won't look at the email and going, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yep, there is a guy out there that just needs to know what he needs to know. And he needs a babysat by me. So let's not do that. Let's just handle it. Now, if it's not up there, Kiefer, go fuck yourself. I didn't see it. I looked for 25 minutes, and I didn't see it. And then if I go back and be like, damn, he's right. It's not up there. I'm wrong. You're right. But please take the time to look on my website. Well, I work hard at it, so uh, take the time and look around. And if you need to explore a little bit more and you think we need to do a better job, uh, hit me up. I'm, I love criticism if we can make it better, which I know our website can be better, and we're working on that. But I am one human being over here, and I'm trying to do a lot of different things, as well as be a father while my son's still around before he moves out. So maybe my business will get better as my son gets older because I don't have to babysit him. Uh, but right now, this is what we got. Hopefully, it's enough to help you guys. And if it's not, I'm here for you. My door is open. Unlike other media outlets, I'm here to help you guys. Um, I'm always checking my emails. So at least give me some time to email you back. And I, I do my best to try to, to help you guys out. If you see me at the track, want to talk, I'm here for you guys. Come by the van. Um, I'm happy to talk shop, dirt bikes, whatever it is. And uh, we just recorded a, a coffee with the Kiefers. If you guys like to talk about dirt bikes and family and all the th little things that go along with that, Subscribe to Coffee with the Kiefers. We're currently only doing one show a year, but those are great shows. But we did a lot before. There's a lot of older shows uh, that are up that you guys will get a kick out of. My wife, my friends. Uh, there's even Steve and Pookie. There's uh, my buddy and his wife. And just the, all the things that go along with normal, everyday life, as well as dirt bikes, are all blended in with Coffee with the Kiefers. It's a really fun show for me. I just don't have any sponsors for it. So it's tough for me to do and warrant my time to do it. But we did one over the break as well. 
Uh, you guys know I can't sit still, so one night we got in the studio and just broke some stuff down that has been going on all year, and that is up right now over at Coffee with the Kiefers. Just subscribe to that, search it anywhere where the podcasts are, and uh, have a good time. Uh, thank you for joining me. We'll be back next week with another episode. I'm pretty sure we have a 2024 Honda Sierra 450 Works Edition to go over and see if anything has changed over there. And maybe we'll help you out with uh, get a little bit more comfort out of that bike. But I do know uh, ECU has been a little bit different on the new bike. And from past experiences, the Works Edition has been friendlier to ride than the standard R. So let's see if that continues. And most likely we'll hit that up next week. And uh, in the meantime, ride safe, be good to each other, treat someone nice, and uh, hope to see you at the track soon. See y'all.